Thank you, Pastor Bryce. Good morning, everyone. Uh, let me also wish everyone a welcome. Um, it looks like we probably have some visitors today. Uh, so special warm welcome to you. Um, I have to be brief today uh, because we have a lot going on in this service. So I promised Pastor I would keep my uh, thoughts to about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> He's laughing, cool. Uh, just, uh, this is a, a special day, every day that we get to worship together, uh, worship the God who created us, the God who taught us love, is a special day. Every service is a special service. Every time we get to visit the house of God is a special time. But uh, this has a special meaning to my wife and I. We just started coming to this church about a year ago. It was back in last June. Uh, we hadn't been to live church in a little while because of, um, well, you guys probably remember. Um, and I know when we started coming here, some friends had told us about this place and about the, the heart and the spirit of the, of the pastor and the people here. And even though there was social distancing and, and that kind of thing, we felt warmth here. We felt welcome here. And because today is Membership Sunday and baptisms are, are happening, and I know that we have visitors, I want to go out of my way to make sure that I hope that you feel the same way, that you feel the warmth. I, I see smiles of people who were some of the first people who, uh, who introduced themselves to us last year. And um, anyway, I just hope you feel welcome. because it, It's not love that is generated from ourselves. It's love that comes from God above. So let's give praise to that God above. So let's sing praises to the God of glory. Sing praise to him forever because he is the king of kings. Please join us.
First scripture reading today is on the back side of your programs if you want to follow along. It's from Mark chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Welcome if you're just joining us now online for a podcast or otherwise, I'm Bryce Feitner, pastor of Green Street Church here in Hastings, Michigan. The title for this message today is A Place to Belong. And... I'm going to read one more passage, one verse from chapter 9 in Mark, verse 41. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name, because you belong to me, will certainly not lose their reward. Let us prepare for this message to receive God's word by singing this choral response. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I want to be a living sanctuary for you. Amen. A place to belong. We all need a place to belong, don't we? The scripture readings today as a bit of background, particularly Mark 9:41. It's set in the middle of several passages about what it really means to belong to Jesus Christ, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And it attempts to answer the question, if one truly belongs to Jesus, what then are the benefits? But the most significant aspect of this passage, I think, this particular verse, is that it recognizes that even the very small things, the very small actions we do for Christ and for the church have great and everlasting consequences 
I like this little more modern translation. It's contemporized and says, says that verse this way, for whatever helps you, for whatever helps you and helps any of my disciples, even so much as by giving them just a morsel of bread and a cup of water, because you belong to his church, you shall never lose your reward. Truly, I tell you this, nor will they who help you ever lose their reward. And that is how special my church is to me, Jesus Christ says. That's how special you are to Jesus Christ. He says, I will bless them that bless you. Have you ever really wanted to belong to something, but you couldn't for whatever reason? Maybe you didn't have enough money? When I was a kid, we had a country club not too far away from our house in Lansing. And some of the kids, families a little more wealthy than mine, were members, and I was envious because, you know, the country club had a swimming pool and all that stuff. We were never members of the country club. Some organizations have dues, membership fees. Some of them are fairly large. I remember um, an organization, a church actually in South, Southfield, Michigan a few years ago that to be a member of that church, you had to show them your tax return <laughs> because they wanted to know how much your tithe was, you know. <laughs> That's a pretty steep membership fee, isn't it? So many of you give that and beyond, I know, and thank you for that. You remember when we visited the synagogue? That was the confirmation class a couple years ago, and they didn't pass the collection plate during the synagogue worship because Jews think it's unholy to touch money during the worship service. And so what they have is a membership fee. <laughs> they go around and they assess their members a fee to be a member of the synagogue. You know, some organizations require that kind of thing, but we don't. We don't. Because we want this to be a place where everyone can belong. Everyone. You know, when I think of Peter and some of the other disciples, they were the crudest, most unqualified individuals you could have picked, and yet they accomplished so many great things for the kingdom of God because they belonged to Christ, not because of anything they did. And Christ lived in them because they confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And that's one thing we do require, I might add, when we join the church. You'll see that in a minute. If you go through the baptism and membership ceremony, we require you to say that you confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And while you don't have to agree with all the articles of religion in the Methodist Church, which go back to the Anglican Church, which go back to the Catholic Church for the most part, you don't have to say you agree with all that. You do have to say that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And the reason for that is simply this. The Methodist Church is, well, it's an American church. It started here in the frontier days, circuit riders sending out people into the hinterlands. And I like to say it was the first non-denominational church because it was the only church in these little burgs all through the countryside. And there were people of all different nationalities and religious backgrounds who all went to this same community church, and it happened to be a Methodist church. And that's why when you join the Methodist church, you don't need to sign anything that says, I agree with all these creeds and all these doctrines. 
we're not a creedal organization. We are the first non-denominational church. Amen to that? Lastly, I want to say that some people join organizations because they think it's going to provide them some kind of benefit. <laughs> they think it's going to give them some advantage in life, either politically or in their career, or in their business, or whatever. I remember early in my career with the state, I was taking classes in engineering, water treatment, things like that. After I'd completed several, I, my wife, to further my career, and my wife said to me, oh, okay, what, what class are you going to take next to help your, your career? <laughs> and I said, well, I think really I should take a class in golf because, you know, the, the division chiefs and all the head honchos, they all play golf on Monday afternoons and Monday evenings. I should learn to play golf if I really want to advance my career. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> I still don't like to play golf. I still think it's a waste of time and a waste of space, but then that's the farmer in me. But I can't promise you that joining the church is going to give you some advantage like that. But it certainly will help you. And it will help others. It will help others. And that's the cool thing about this Mark passage. Talk about joining an organization that can help you and those around you because you belong to his church, you and those who you help will never lose their reward in heaven. And I'd be pleased to compare that benefit with any other organization on the face of the earth. Baptism is God's greatest gift to you. You don't earn it. You don't do anything to get it. It's all God's doing. That's why we baptize babies. One reason. And because it's in accordance with the earliest church history traditions. Membership, though, that's your greatest gift back to God. There is something you can do about that in response to your baptism. Membership is your gift back to God, saying you're going to live a holy life, you're going to work with other Christians in his church to build the kingdom of God here on earth. It's saying, I will stand up and be counted. Baptism is God's greatest gift to you. Membership is your greatest gift back to God. And since the day that Jesus was baptized in that River Jordan, baptism has become the sign for the church of God's unconditional love for all of us. You are my children whom I love, the voice from heaven as we read. You are my son, my beloved and when we studied the transfiguration last week, remember God's voice from heaven said those very same words. When God speaks from heaven, from the cloud, that's what he tell, tells us. I love you. You are my beloved children. And it's through baptism, solely by the action of God, that we are marked as God's people. God's grace lives in us forever. We're recipients of that unconditional grace. God has chosen us to be part of his family. And it's through membership, by the promises of support and nurture as we join others in this community of faith, by God's grace, we pledge our unconditional love to each other, to this church family. And so we carry on those traditions this morning in accordance with Christ's command. He said, go forth, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We do this in accordance with Christ's command.
making disciples for Jesus Christ. Amen? Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for giving us this place to belong in you and through Jesus Christ, a place to belong in your church. Amen. On Easter morning during that sunrise service, Mindy Scheffler gave a, a powerful testimony, and uh, I thought it speak, speaks well to belonging to Jesus Christ and to his church. And so Mindy agreed to come and share that with us right now. Come on. Good morning, everyone. And to those who are being baptized and becoming members of our church, a special, a special good morning to you. And so pleased that you are becoming members in, of, Great, uh, of Green Street. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so Bryce has been talking about belonging. And... I would like to share with you my testimony of what belonging to the church and more so belonging to God has meant to me. I have always felt that I have had a very strong relationship with God and I like to think that I really um, have a strong faith. I never knew that on December 28th of 2021, my faith and that belonging with God was going to be tested beyond anything in my imagination. Our daughter, my only child, passed away that morning. Now, we had no warning. We didn't know. She, she wasn't sick. We had talked the night before. But at about 7 o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call from my, my son-in-law telling me that, you know, there was a big problem. Well, I immediately started what most people, I think, would do. I started bargaining with God, and I said, you know, take me, strike me dead, give my, give my life to my daughter. Um, well, you know, that, that doesn't work. And... Um, I just felt like I was having a heart attack. I, I was going through a panic attack. I felt absolutely numb. So we rushed to their house, which is only about five minutes away. When we reached the house, I knew Jennifer was, had passed. I knew it. Um, but I rushed to her side. I fell to the floor, grabbed her hand. And that is when the most astonishing thing happened. I grabbed her hand, holding it, and a peace came over me that I cannot explain. I felt comfort. Even Jennifer's face had the look of peace on it. You know, you hear people say, oh, she looks so, so peaceful. Jennifer really did look peaceful. I was so confused, I kept thinking, I should be hysterical. 
you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I not absolutely showing grief and crying? Well, I, I pondered it for the rest of the week. I kept thinking, there, there's something wrong, but I kept feeling this peace over me. It was on Sunday when my husband and I came to church. We're sitting in the pew, and I looked over at the stained glass window of Jesus standing outside the tomb with the stone rolled away. And that's when it became absolutely clear to me what had happened. Jennifer wasn't here any longer in human form because she is now with God. She's with God in heaven, living the life that Jesus has promised each and every one of us. He promised that to us by dying on the cross and rising from the grave. I have the comfort of knowing that my daughter is being held in the arms of the Lord. And I thank God for the promise of eternal life through the resurrection of Jesus. So belonging to a church and a church family truly gave me the comfort in knowing that life is eternal. Thank you. And you can trust the moon to move the mighty oceans. You can trust the sun to shine upon the land. You take the little that you know and you do the best you can. And you leave the rest to the quiet faith of man. Ooh.